Let's look at the book of 1 Samuel 17. And we're going to talk about a giant. We're going to talk about a young man, a young teenager. But out of 1 Samuel 17, verse 1 and 4. Many of you know this story. Are you ready for this? Say, yeah. so, I'm ready. 1 Samuel 17, 1-4 says, Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered together at Sokah, which belongs to Judah. And they encamped between Sokah and Azekah in Ephesus, Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up a battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley in between them. And a champion went out from the camp of Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Well, six cubits and a span, he was over nine feet tall, almost ten feet tall. What a basketball player he would make. Too bad he's dead. <clears throat> I want to turn with, you, uh, with me to the book of Psalms 23 and verse 4 says, Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want to speak on the subject of I am the solution. Look at your neighbor says, I am the solution. Look at your other neighbor say, I am the solution. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we ask that you would bless our time this afternoon, anoint our minds, we may understand, our ears, we may hear, our heart, we may receive. Thank you for your presence today, Lord. Lord, move among us, move in our midst today. Help us to see what we have never seen. God, speak your word. Use my lips, Lord. Speak through me the revelational word. Let it leap off the pages and into our heart. We thank you, Lord. We take authority. I take authority over the sky above, the ground I stand on, the air that surrounds me. And I command everything that's unlike God to leave this place. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Here is a story about a young man by the name, a teenager, many people say, by the name of David. Uh, no, and David had a couple of older brothers that were soldiers. They were soldiers in the King Saul's army. These uh, the, his brothers were uh, uh, men that knew how to battle and knew how to war. Uh, they were veterans, we would say. They were uh, among people that knew how to battle and have strategy. Uh, they were uh, in uh, war constantly. And here is a young guy by the name, a young man by the name of David. And uh, the theologians tell us that King David was a fair-looking young man. He, he was kind of handsome. He, he had red hair, and, and he played, uh, and he dwelt among the sheep. And all the days that he was uh, watching his father's sheep, he would play music. And he wrote many of the songs in the book of Psalms. And so there was no uh, experience uh, for him to be a uh, battle. He, he didn't carry a sword. Uh, as a shepherd, the only thing he had was a staff and uh, uh, a sling. And so this, this was David. That was the experience. But one day he woke up and his father says, you know, David, bring, bring your brothers some cheese and some food and, and uh, inquire of how your brothers are. I know they're at war see how they're doing. And so he gets up and he 
follows his dad's orders. He brings all this. And at the point of arrival, he's standing there. And the, uh, the army of Israel and the army of the Philistines were at a stalemate. And between them, there was a valley. And for Israel to move forward, there had to be a problem, had to be solved. Hmm. You know, many of us, uh, we are standing sometimes in our life in a stalemate. On one end, we, we, on the other side, we see that there is a problem. And on our side, we know that we belong to God, just like the children of Israel. They knew that they were God's chosen. And not only that, they knew that the leader, the king, King Saul, was anointed by the prophet uh, of God, whose name was Samuel. But yet they were at a stalemate. And the problem was they cannot move forward. They cannot progress. And they cannot expand. And they cannot proceed unless this problem was taken care of. And oftentimes that the problems in our life seems very large because it was not typical to see a man that was over nine feet tall. It is not typical today to see a man that's seven feet tall, let alone nine plus feet tall. And the Bible tells us that, uh, uh, that Goliath was over nine feet tall and his armor, his breastplate of brass, weighed over 125 pounds. I weigh 150 pounds, y'all. 125 pounds that he's wearing on his chest besides his shield. And the Bible says that he had a sword and he also had a spear. And his spear, uh, the, the, the handle or the spear part of his spear was like that of a weaver's beam. You know what a weaver's beam is? It is about that big. That's where they, 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 they would weave rugs and, and, and tapestry. That's how big his, and imagine a man would lift that, and the tip of that spear weighed 15 pounds. I don't know about you, but 15 pounds, and imagine this man, this, this giant, would, would throw it at you how fast this thing, how strong he was. And, and yet so when the, when the children of Israel stood there, they were in a valley. And they stood on one side, they look on the other. And sometimes that the only way they can do uh, and expand and conquer was to deal with the problem that is ahead of them. And sometimes it's a giant. Has anybody here ever felt that your problem was a giant and that you are incapable of doing the things that you need to do? Maybe it's dealing with sickness. Maybe you're dealing with family. Maybe you're dealing with it. But the, the thing is, and the story goes like this, and, and I want to paraphrase with you. Uh, in verse, uh, he goes and he says, what will happen to the man that takes care of this problem? And he says, oh, the king will give him wealth. The king will give him his daughter. And he says, that's, oh, really? And he said, yeah, all you have to do is deal with this problem. Deal with this problem. He says, I can do that. And they brought him before the king. He says, wait a minute, you're but a teenager. You're, you're a sheep herder. You, uh, you don't know how to fight. You've never been in war. You've never been trained. You don't even have a sword. 
and you're, you, you have a staff. And he goes, I know, but when I was taking care of my sheep, I was able uh, to, to kill a lion because they were trying after my sheep. And, and so the king says, okay, here's my armor and here's my stuff. And David puts this on and he says, I can't move in this. Why? It's because it's never been tried and it's never been proven. See, what happens in life is when you might be the one that answers the call of God to deal with a situation, and there's many things that are put on you, and because you've never tested it, you've never proven it, you can't move in it. And so in, in life and in church, many times things are put upon us, and it bogs us down. I'm going somewhere. Just help me here. And the Bible says that he even put on the sword of the king, but the Bible says that I can't take, uh, David said, I can't take this sword. He said, because I've never proven it. I've never used it. And so the only thing that he took with him was what was comfortable with him, what he knew that God has delivered him with was a staff, a staff and his pouch, and he picked five stones out of the ground, and the Bible says it was smooth, and he ran towards Goliath, and he was going to be the person that's going to deal with this. And Goliath laughed at him and says, am I a dog that you would come? Now this is what gets me. All David says, he says that today I'm going to prove to you that God is not a deliverer through sword and spear. Oh, But he's going to deliver you. I'm going to kill you today. You know, where does that kind of confidence come from uh, with a young man like that? Where does your confidence, where do people of great faith have that confidence? Because somewhere along the line that while no one is looking, he was in the backside of the mountain taking care of sheep and spent time with God in music and song. Where do you get that? It's because the battle is not through war and weapon, but your battle is through your praise. When, when you're dealing with great problems in your life, instead of getting mad, instead Instead of, uh, of trying to solve the solution on your own, instead of doing that, get up in your house. Get up in a corner of your house and start worshiping the Lord. When you have dealing with sickness in your life, instead of worrying and doing all this, begin to worship the Lord. Put it on the radio. Put it on uh, uh, whatever you have in your house. Blast the music and start worshiping the Lord. When there is a problem that is huge in front of you, uh, the things that will save you and get you through is through your praise. And see, uh, the children of Israel couldn't move forward until they find someone to solve the problem. That's why the beginning of this sermon I told you, you say, I am the solution. God has created you and me to be the solution for the problems of other people's lives. God and, uh, has created us in the image of himself that you are the solution uh, to the lives and the problems and the situation within the environment that God has placed you. You know, isn't it amazing of all people? That God, Jesse, God would put on Jesse's heart to get his young son, David, to go look after his brothers. Isn't that amazing that of all people that God would use the, the smallest of the men, which is not even a soldier, but a boy? Isn't it funny how God does that? 
Maybe that's you. Maybe you're thinking, I'm not capable. Uh, I don't have the training. But David never doubted that because he knew that, God, if you called me to this place at this time, then I am the solution for this problem. That's why when the psalmist says in Psalm 23, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and your rod and your staff comfort me. You know, that rod in his hand represents authority. That means he says, God, you're with me, but I have this rod. Not only are you with me, I have authority uh, to do what I need to do. And it's just like Moses having that staff in his hand, and he lifted it up, and the Red Sea parted. It is the rod that will help you move through. You are the solution to the problems. Stop thinking it's too big. If God placed you in that area, then obviously God has enough knowledge, giving you enough authority to deal with your problem. I am the solution. I am the solution. Try to be a problem solver. Because it'll give you access to greater things. See, a lot of people don't like problems, but people pay a, a lot of money for people who can solve problems. Has, has anybody here been in, in uh, any kind of company that uh, they would put you in to an area to solve a, a situation because nobody else can do it? And usually those are the people that get paid the most because they're the ones that, oh, I don't want to deal with that guy. Uh, you send so-and-so because he, that guy, man, nobody wants to deal with that guy, but they'll send you because you're able to solve the problem. And when you're able to solve the problem, all the things that you are desiring will be yours. Now, this is where I want to give you is, it's amazing to me that when he went to meet Goliath, his brothers were not by him. His brothers did not go with him. His brothers did not say, uh, I'll stand there while you fight this guy. They were standing back there. Brothers and sisters, when God gives you a, uh, uh, an opportunity and there's a problem, there's a valley in front of you, there's a giant, sometimes you have to go by yourself. We are dependent on other people. But God sometimes sends you to solve a problem by yourself. Because why? He said that if you have me, then you have all that you need. Amen. We need to realize that when we have God, we have all that we need. And it's amazing to me that his brothers wouldn't even go with him and to give him moral support. They're like, man, what are you doing here? You're just a little boy. What are you doing here? Sometimes you have to deal with situations in your life and God gives you the situation by yourself. There are situations in people's lives that you got to deal with and God will give you the answer and God will give you the wisdom. And this is what I, that really got me was everything, uh, David's future was hung up in Goliath. What? See, sometimes we think God used Goliath to make David famous. Without Goliath, we wouldn't know who David was or is. Think about it. God used Goliath to make David famous. So all of the blessing that came uh, to David is because of Goliath. Everything, uh, David's future was held up in that problem called Goliath. Isn't that amazing? 
Did you know that there are things in your life, the problem that you're dealing with, that giant you think, it is that problem that will be the one that blesses you into your future. And that while you're walking through the valley of the shallow of death, you might be walking by yourself. But God says, if you have me, you have more than enough. And everything that David would ever be was hung up and it was on Goliath. And the Bible says that as he picked up the stone, he began to sling and it hit Goliath in the forehead and he fell. And guess what the Bible says? David didn't have a sword. And he took Goliath's own sword to cut his head off. Brothers and sisters, no matter what the problem you have in your life, that problem might be carrying your blessing. That problem might be the one that pushes you into kingship. That problem might be the one that gets you to expand. That problem might be the one that makes you famous. That problem might be the one. Goliath had everything that David needed. Goliath was the reason he became famous. Goliath and God put situations and problems in your life because he knows that you are the solution. You are the solution to where you are today. We are the solution to the world today. We have the answers. We have the ability because God has given you the ability to solve problems. Don't look at your lack. David never looked at his lack. He just says, Lord, I have been comforted by your staff and I know what I can do with my sling and everything that I need, I have in you. And what he didn't need, the enemy had. Wow. Think about that for a minute. He used the enemy's own sword to cut off his head. And not only that, the Bible says that he took Goliath's armor off of him and he kept his sword too. And because of that, uh, people began to sing songs. Saul slayed his thousands, but David slayed his ten thousands. And the Bible says because of that, he never went home again. He would never again watch sheep. He never again watched sheep. He, the Bible says that King Saul put him in his army and put him over his men. And the Bible says that David in the book of 1 Samuel 7, 18 says that he acted wisely with everything that Saul gave him. And that same problem was the reason he became who he became. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know why God gave me this, but, but sometimes we think that uh, uh, the problem we don't want to face. We, we don't want to face pain. We, we don't want to face uh, family hurts and pain. But God says that if you would face it uh, and, and you would come with wisdom and you would come with humility and know that I'm with you to the end of the age, know that I, I'm comforting you. No, if you would deal with that problem, your destiny, your purpose is just on the other side. See, because when they slayed, he slayed Goliath. The Bible says that the Israelites pursued the Philistines and they, would, they, they fled and they began to take all of their spoils. And what happened as a stalemate began to be what? A great victory. Brothers and sisters, deal with the problem God placed in you. You might not all know all the answers. You might feel like you're not equipped. You might feel like you're not good enough. You might feel like you don't have enough experience, but deal with it and say, God, I want to deal with this situation. You know, I've been um, doing some marital counseling or premarital counseling, and what I realize is um, people are broken. 
And, and, and as a pastor, you want to help people have the opportunity to do the right things. You know, that's my job sometimes as a pastor, is to give people the opportunity to do the right things. It doesn't matter what they did in the past, but give them the opportunity to do the right things and turn their life around and lay the right foundation. Maybe I'm the solution so that they can be moving forward instead of being in a stalemate. Maybe you're the solution. And the, 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 this, is, this topic is actually based on words, a wordplay, because the Bible says when he, uh, God approached Moses, he said, Lord, who, do you, who should I say sent me to the children of Israel that are slaves. He said, tell them the I am, the I am sent you. What? <laughs> and because you are created in God's image and he dwells in you, you are the I am. See, the I am, the solution. Yeah. Oh, see, y'all you, you didn't hear me. Yeah. See, now you become I am because you carry God and because God is the I am. And so when he sent Moses, he said, I am that I am sent you. And people would ask you, how come you have so much wisdom? How did you know to solve this? Because, because the I am live in me. I mean, since the I am live in me, I am the solution. Because I am is the solution to your problem. Because Jesus is the I am that is the solution to your problem. Brother and sister, stop leaning into your own understanding, but lean into the understanding of God. You know, when that song was sang today, I don't know why it hit me so hard. I said, God, so many times we feel like we're being surrounded by, by just all kinds of negativity. But God's, and then they begin to sing, uh, uh, when it looks like I'm surrounded, but actually I'm being surrounded by God. It reminds me of the Bible, the book of the prophet Elijah. And he said that all they see is, is, is the enemy. But then he told his young man, he says, look again, and all they see is all the angels that are with them. See, you got to understand that when problems surround you, when you think that this Goliath is standing in front of you, God has already said that I am the solution to your Goliath. It's crazy that we oftentimes give more credit to the enemy than we ought to give to the Lord. And we blame God more than we give God you know, it's funny when people go through things. You, ever, you know, has anybody ever gone through anything? <laughs> My kids think if they don't get tapioca tea, they've gone through something. <laughs> Just kidding, kids. Right? Say, have you ever, and you know, some pre, uh, Bishop Jakes would say, if you haven't gone through anything, you haven't lived long enough. Because if you live long enough, you go through some things. Amen? And so when you, you live long enough, you realize that God is the I am in your solution. And so it says, I am the solution. That means God is the solution to the problem you have. But the problem is when people go through, they say, I don't know why God is making me go through this. Or, you know what? I don't know if God's so good, how come I'm going through this? And I would tell them, I said, how come you keep blaming the uh, God and not the devil? I never understood. You never hear people say, I don't know why the devil's doing this to me. You never hear that. You always say, I don't know why God let this happen. You ever notice that? They say, why don't you say, I don't know why the devil let this happen. It's always we are blaming God. 
Um, but really, God is the I am, the solution. God is the I am in you. Whatever you're dealing with, you never get on your feet and start praising the Lord. Say, God, I, the, the world is surrounding me, negativity, sickness, but God, I am the solution. You are the solution to my problem. Goliath, get out of my way because I got places to go and things to do. And for me to expand, I got to deal with this problem. And that problem might look big, but all it takes is one little stone to hit him in the head. It's funny. That one little stone destroy a man with 125-pound armor and a spear like a, 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 a weaver's beam and all the circumstance and all um, the, the machoism that he, he is, just like that, is done. You know what Goliath's name means? It means splendor. Sometimes that the problem is blown up. We look so big. It looks, oh my gosh, did you ever know? You know, I, I, I deal with people all the time and, and they're like, ooh, brother, you better not do that. It's like, why? You know, uh, whenever you're about to start a business, I remember having a conversation with two men the other day and they said, man, what do you think about me doing it? Oh, don't do that. You know what, everybody, I know that, you know, you got people out there, they're going to do that. I'm like, man, why do people talk like that? Do not elevate that. If God has put that in your heart, you are the solution. If God is with you, who can be against you? Stop being fierce as though I walk through the valley of shadow and death. Though you walk through, it didn't tell you to stay. Stop staying in the valley. David never stayed in the valley. He dealt with the problem. He became famous. He became wealthy. He became the future people praising. And because why? He was the solution. Because the I am was in him. Amen. Brothers and sisters, when you go before this week, walk around, just mumble on your breath, I am the solution. Go to work and there's a problem, I am the solution. When people ask you, can you help me? I am the solution, Pastor. I, I need help right now. I, I need somebody to help us with, with some things in the church. I, I need some people help with this. I am the solution. Oh, bro, uh, we don't know what we're going to do. I am the solution. How can I help? Because, see, if God put that in your heart and God put you here, then obviously you are the answer to what we need. Amen. I like to be the answer to what people need. It doesn't tire me out. You know, yesterday we had a long day. I had a long day yesterday. But you know what? I was so glad I am the solution. Amen. Tell that to yourself. I am the solution. I am the solution. I'm not the problem. I'm the solution. Let us stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. You know, as we come to a close... You know, there's days where I say, Lord, why do you give me these sermons? You know, I like to, you know, I know, I know how to preach. I, I really can. But then God, you give me membership has privileges. I am the solution. I'm like, these, Lord. But you know what? It's a reminder to us that we need to pay attention. 
to little things and that God is in it all. And sometimes we live our life and we are so rah, 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 but God says, I want you to come and be simple before me and spend time with the Lord and worship the Lord. As we close this afternoon, ask the Lord, what is it that you're dealing with right now? Is it your, your mother? But you are the solution because the I am lives in you. Ask the Lord as we spend a few minutes as we worship before the Lord. God, speak to our heart. I am the solution. I am the solution. I am the solution. I am not the problem, but I am because you live in me. You are the I am, Lord. Is anybody here dealing with something that you might not have the answer to? Just want to lift up your hand. Just lift up your hand. That's it. Lift. That's it. Lift up your hand right now. Yeah. I see something. I am the solution to my problem. Let, let us worship.